So hi, welcome to the Gnoise Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. We're here with Anthony Amram. Hello. And we're asking him some questions to say about his new album, Nostalgic. So congrats on that, by the way. How do you feel about the response to it so far? Thank you. The response has been really good. Um Nostalgic is as the lead single has been performing pretty well. And then also uh one of the songs on it called Stoned is doing better than I expected, which I'm stoked about because that's my favorite song on the record. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Well, the, yeah. The album fucking rocks. It does. Thank it really you. does. Thank you. Yeah. 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 I'm glad that, you know, because the last time we spoke, you had just kind of made the jump from the the very acoustic strip back stuff and started to add the production. In, and that, that comes through on this album as well. Everything's got that that full production that you were working on with those first yeah. couple of songs. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's uh, at the end of my, at the end of 2020, is when we did the Sound Forever Deluxe. And so the three tracks, Torn, um, Torn, all my favorite bands use long song titles, and Pretending mm. all have that kind of newer sounding production. And this is my first record that has the whole thing sounds exactly how I want it. That's fucking awesome. Now, yeah. gotta ask, because it has been a minute since the last full release, like... What was it? Just the the holdup of writing the record was was there something else? I mean, it's been three um, years now. So basically, yeah, it's been it's been three years almost since between Sad Forever Deluxe and Nostalgic. Mm-hmm. Um, we wrote the record. We started writing it in 2020. We had the record done for the most part in 2021. Oh. Yeah, like the middle of 2021, we is when I stopped the production production sessions with Liam, Liam McCullough, my producer, mm-hmm. who in the last interview was a joint interview with both of us. Yeah. Um, and I basically it, everything sounded good, but it didn't sound. I wanted it to be really, really polished. Mm-hmm. So we ended up getting an executive producer, Kyle Dredden, who um took over the mixes for four of the songs on the record. And that is where the time was kind of spent. Took forever. And then I moved from Nashville to Jersey. Mm -hmm. So, and I'm still in the middle of that move right now. Mm -hmm. So I was just, I was, I had the record, it was done. And I just never knew when to release it. And finally I was like, you know what? Also I was working with, um, I was working with AWOL for, the, the singles mm-hmm. and AWOL wouldn't let me upload songs that had multiple features on the record. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to use distro kid. This music needs to come out. I need mm-hmm. to be able to do all the splits and whatever, what have you. So yeah, it's, I mean, it took me a second, but it's finally here. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Very stoked. Matters. Yeah. When that, when that Instagram post came up, popped up that the album was going to be out in two weeks, I was like, about fucking time man Whoa. yeah hell yeah <laughs> yeah truly hell yeah so is there any meaning behind the album title or cover art so basically um we wrote the lead single this it, uh, so it's funny this project was originally supposed to be called welcome to nash jersey <laughs> that's awesome and, yeah and and so we had like that was like the that was the title for the longest time and it was supposed to be in 2021 i dropped like five or six projects just in that time 
And so it was supposed to be EPs, mm-hmm. like six EPs. How many tracks are going to be on each of those EPs? Sorry Five. to interject. Five? Five? So 30 Five. songs. Holy fuck. So 30 songs, yeah. And then we started working on it at, at the end of 2020. We wrote the closest. I had drinking for... Um, I came back in January and wrote Stoned. And it was just, it was supposed to be Drinking Four, Stoned, Pick Me Up, The Boys, and The Closest mm-hmm. as my five tracks. Mm-hmm. And then it just developed and we realized, okay, no, that's not plausible. That, that's yeah. a big, that's tall order. Yeah. And then I waited. Um, and in May of 2021, I got together with Callaway, Callaway Martin. Mm-hmm. And we were just go like me, him, and Liam were just look, listening to little snippets of beats that Callaway had made, and we found the one that sounds like burn, 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 which ended up being like the main riff of nostalgic. Um, and I'm glad we waited because that ended up being the title track, um, and with the album art. Basically, I was I always struggle with album art because I'm like originally it was supposed to be a picture of me with my with something painted on my back like uh, Nash jersey as like the greetings from mm-hmm. postcard font yeah you know on my back on a on a like a denim jacket mm-hmm. with my ukulele or mm-hmm. my guitar my mini guitar that I have in my other room actually. Mm-hmm. Um, with the Nashville skyline, mm-hmm. that was always my how I envisioned it. And then by the time the album like was ready and done, I was like, "Fuck it, I just need to find some uh, some other some other thing." And I was going through my so my mom is like obsessed with taking photos mm-hmm. and has has been for our entire lives. And she has every single photo since like two thousand three backed up on her google drive yeah on her uh, her google photos so i found that picture and i was like that would make a really neat album cover yeah and that's and also um if you look at the album cover for the boys that's uh, an old family photo and the album cover for um talk to you is an old old photo of my parents mm-hmm. so it ended up all fitting a theme with like nostalgic and nostalgia mm-hmm. that the, the album art be us for me and my three siblings yeah yeah i love that oh yeah. yeah awesome it's fucking awesome um so yeah. can you tell us a little bit about your writing process for the album yes so most of these songs on the record i think all but two were written as co-writes with me and Liam, Liam McCullough. Mm-hmm. Um, we had some other people kind of hop in, like uh, my friend Isaiah Zach. He helped us co-write uh, The Boys and um, Talk To You. Mm-hmm. And this was a different, um, a different way of going. So like for Sad Forever Deluxe, for example, and the Sad Forever EP, those were songs that I'd written for school because mm-hmm. um, I was a songwriting major at Belmont. Mm-hmm. So going through this record, this was the first time that we 
got together and were like, all right, hey, let's write something. Let's see what pops up. And um, that's how we ended up writing Talk to You was just kind of messing around with keyboard stuff. And I, and I knew having just gone through a breakup, kind of what I wanted to say. Mm-hmm. It's so funny that so much of my music ends up being like longing a breakup relationship music but that's like what i'm mostly inspired by yeah um and stoned was one that i took a trip to key west Mm -hmm. key west florida and um there was a gentleman and he nothing happened he was a friend of mine Mm -hmm. but i i just had crazy feelings for him yeah and so I got back and I was like, I need to write something, but I, it needs to be platonic. Mm. It can't be like, there can be longing. So like, that's how, this is how I want it to be. Mm-hmm. Just kind of came across. Like it's, it's a situationship type song. Yeah. Where you're just fully content with how things go. And that was, so that and pick me up were the two songs that I wrote by myself Okay. Um, mm-hmm. for the record. And and you mentioned this is the uh, first time that you wrote a project that like wasn't for school, correct? Yes, yeah. So this was this was the except pick me up was a, an old track from my Belmont days. Okay, but this and, was like moving forward after graduation. What needs to be said? What needs mm-hmm. to be done with my music? Um, and drinking for I think is the best representation of all that. Uh, I say in like the the for opening lines of the song is I, I call, I've called this place home since four years ago. And at this point now it's been seven, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just, it, it was definitely like my post-graduation album. Absolutely. And how, how did that like change your writing process for you at all? Like, I don't know what your kind of assignments were like, if there was any sort of like guidelines you had to follow in, in, in the, in the writing, but did, did it change for you at all? Like with it just being like you and there's no grades attached to it or anything like that. Yeah. Um, I was, I was really fortunate that my music that I wrote for school was really well received. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, by my teachers and my my professors that I had. Mm-hmm. Um, the only time I can think of when I really flopped on something was the original cut of Mr. Melancholy, which was like I I have it somewhere, but it was just like not not it. Fair enough. Um, but I felt this. I mean, the writing process this time around was good because I felt like I didn't have to rush anything. Yeah. Um, I felt like. I I mean I literally took three years making this project nearly, yeah. Um, and so the writing I'm I'm not one for rewriting songs. That's mm-hmm. what a lot of songwriters and a lot of songwriting pro- professors have told me. Like writing, like rewriting is the key to writing. Mm-hmm. But when I write something, it's I know it. I just like I I feel it, and I you know it's just there. And I know, like, while well, she doesn't sleep, for example, off my last record, mm-hmm. um, that I wrote for a class, and I wrote it the night before it was due, mm-hmm. and it ended up being my now it's like my second top stream song ever. It's got like twelve million streams. Because that shit goes hard. Um, shit goes hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that song. So that's that's probably my favorite song I've ever made. Um, 
but it was so different and it was just i don't know i feel like um yeah i mean the songwriting the the style of songwriting definitely changed because especially because i had liam so closely involved in this project uh and he's such a fantastic songwriter as well mm-hmm. i was able to bounce our ideas off of him that's how we wrote the closest like um i had the one i had the the first pre-chorus done in my head and liam and i just got together and knocked out the whole rest of it yeah um but yeah no he was definitely like my my partner in crime hell yeah hell yeah project fuck yeah fuck yeah so what song off this album took long to write and which one is your personal favorite i wrote stoned really quickly i wrote we wrote talk to you i think we had done that day i think maybe the second pre-chorus of of the closest was something that we had a little trouble with mm-hmm. no you know what it was it was definitely the closest because we had so many ideas of how it was going to sound that ended up just completely being flipped on its head we had no idea what we wanted to do for the outro mm-hmm. um we like we had the first verse second or first pre-chorus already written second pre-chorus took some time and then i just had no clue how i wanted to end it mm-hmm. and it was originally supposed to end with this like layering of the pre-choruses over the whatever over the chorus mm-hmm. and that just ended up going nowhere and sounding kind of jank mm-hmm. and then that's when we decided to just really punch it up and make it like full Demi Lovato don't forget mm-hmm. rock yeah rock music mm-hmm. um and that's probably my favorite vocal performance on the whole record that and some of the harmony stuff on pick me up but the when it really goes into the out of all the ones that got away, you got the closest. Mm-hmm. That's like, that's, that was like mind boggling to hear back and be like, yeah. wow, that really is like all my emotion. But my favorite song on the record is stoned mm-hmm. because it's so cute and it's yeah. so, it's so summery and just very nonchalant and very, I just love it. I love that song so much. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Good pick. Uh, so how did the track list for the album come about? Did you write the opener be the opener? Close be a closer? Did you shuffle around and see what fits? What was that process like? So um, the most difficult part of the of the track list selection was uh, where to put the, the covers. <laughs> because Who Knew is a cover of Pink song. And then Round Here is a cover of the Counting Crows song. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was originally supposed to be another cover, uh, LG Flawed, Let's Get Fucked Up and Die by Motion City Soundtrack. Great song. Which is my mm-hmm. favorite song of all time. I like fucking... literally my favorite, my number one favorite song ever since I was a kid. I love that band. Yeah, so do I. Motion City Soundtrack rules. Yeah. They're so fucking awesome. Um, but we ended up cutting that because I am someone who needs even numbers on my releases and I and it couldn't be 11 songs couldn't do it fair enough and i had i had one track um or actually there were two tracks one track that i wrote way after the album was done which is probably going to be on my next project whatever my next project 
ends up being. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called I'm Sorry. And it's another breakup song. It's another, it's kind of like the spiritual successor to Stuck With You off mm-hmm. my lost album. Um, and then there was one song called By Now that I wrote with my friend Molly Martin, who is an incredibly talented songwriter. Um, and I was going to put the demo for it on there. So there was a chance that I would put LG Fwad and the demo of that song and make it an even 12 songs. Mm-hmm. But who knows? I might end up doing a nostalgic deluxe greetings from Nash Jersey deluxe whatever. <laughs> um you gotta you gotta send that uh that motion city cover in the meantime yeah 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 yeah. maybe i can make that a if 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 you guys ever end up doing another festival i can make it part of that yeah that'd be six fuck the only thing is that the opening i can never get the opening line the the way the opening line sounds and the way that we did the third verse was we did it in half style like half drum style Mm -hmm. and it sounds so good but that opening line just never hits my ear the right way. Mm-hmm. Oh. And I'm like, that's the, that's the most important thing. Yeah, it is. Like the right, like the beginning is is like the first like five seconds of the song are the most important. Yeah. Yeah. And it just didn't hit the right way. But um, tracklist wise, I knew Drinking Four was going to be the opener. Mm-hmm. And I always try to make the second song on my record the single, like mm-hmm. one of the lead singles. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, uh, other than that, like Pick Me Up, I knew it was going to be the closer because mm-hmm. of how the lyrics parallel with the boys. Mm-hmm. Like the boys says, you know, just pick me up from the bar floor. We'll make some noise. This is this whole record is basically about drinking, which is funny because I don't even drink that much. Yeah. <laughs> but it's about it's more about coping than it is about drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, and Drinking Four was definitely like that pop punk edginess like oh yeah fuck yeah i'm drinking what am i drinking for um and then it gets a little deeper and then pick me up is like the result of that the Mm -hmm. ending of the party it's kind of like my um melodrama by lord moment Mm. if you know what i'm talking about like uh Oh, how fast the evening passes, cleaning up the champagne glasses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like that sort of thing where, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, where, you know, I've got people to come to the party, but no one to help me to help pick me up. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, would you be able to tell us where your headspace is at while you were creating this record? Yeah. Um, it was definitely breakup season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had just gotten out of a pretty long relationship and i knew like i mean the closest talk to you um drinking for those are all longing songs you know like there's that pain and then stoned is the happy kind of getting getting away from it getting out of it moment on the record let me pull up the record real quick because I know there's something I'm missing. Yeah, the closest talk to you, who knew to some extent, uh, and dr- drinking for and pick me up are all sort of along the lines of like relationship type. I mean, maybe not pick me up so much, but um, yeah, definitely coming out of a relationship, definitely 
excuse me, um, feeling like post-college adulting mm-hmm. stuff going on mm-hmm. yeah. that I have had to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, not being on a set path anymore, mm-hmm. which is kind of complicated. Um, yeah, that's kind of, uh, that's kind of where I was at the whole time. I was like post-graduation. So I was stoked to be making music full time at that, at that point in my life, Mm -hmm. but also feeling like sad because of the pandemic (laughs) and, um, and going, having gone through that breakup, that was a result of the pandemic hitting Mm -hmm. because I got stuck in Jersey for like five months. Oh shit. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so and when I got back, it was end of relationship and into my life in Nashville without being in that relationship. And I moved to the new place also. Mm-hmm. So it was just all these things kind of changing. Yeah. All the time. But I knew I knew like what I wanted to be writing about and what mm-hmm. the what the project would end up being. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, so how do you recommend your fans to listen to this album for the first time? Should you do it in the car with friends and dark with headphones on? Is it a workout album, party album? What do you personally recommend? Um, it's a driving album. Okay. Mm-hmm. Agreed. It's definitely, it's, it's that de- like, uh, nostalgic is definitely a windows down going through your hometown type song. That's literally what it's about, you know, like going home after college, um, and realizing that your friends are gone. Or, I mean, I guess for those first couple, after high school, when you get back from college, like your friends are there because it's like Thanksgiving break and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But once that's over, I'm back in Jersey now and I, all my friends are moved away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Um, but it's definitely got, the whole album has like pop punk energy to it. Mm-hmm. If it's not straight up pop punk, mm-hmm. uh, like, like Drinking Four was very... Blink-182 inspired. Nostalgic is super simple plan inspired. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, it's a driving album. For sure. And then Pick, Pick Me Up can be like a sad headphones time. For sure. Yeah. So that's like, you know, you're coming home, you, you didn't quite finish the record, so you go inside and you finish you the last inside, song in your headphones. Yeah. It's yeah. Round Here round here, and Pick Me Up mm-hmm. are like, okay, I'm Sorry, fucking serious. sad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. So this one should be super, super quick. Off the top of your head, I want you to describe this album for new listeners in three words. No more, no less. Okay. Um, off the top of my head, I think it's energetic. Okay. I think I think it's um applicable. Okay. To a lot of different situations mm-hmm. and a lot of different feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's progressive mm-hmm. in terms of my sound. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It's definitely it's definitely leagues forward. Yes, absolutely. Oh yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. All right. Fuck. And in that same train of thought, is there a certain feeling or emotion you want listeners to have while going through the album? Um, I think whatever floats your boat when it comes to that. I don't want. I, a lot of the record is heartache and, and longing. And if that is something that you're into, if, if you know, like, I don't want to, I don't want to have to say you should feel bad. <laughs> uh, 
but longing is definitely like my key that's like my core emotion mm -hmm. um writing this record it's like wanting to reach out talk to you is like a fun bouncy pop song until mm -hmm. you listen to the words and it's like oh no it's actually kind of sad like you know all yeah. all i want to do is reach out mm -hmm. and i can't or i'm afraid to mm -hmm. um so yeah i think just you know being good spirits drinking for nostalgic and stone those three right off the bat are like hell yeah energy mm -hmm. um and then oh and then you can kind of get in your feels a little bit just a little just a little yeah, bit. Just a little, oh, yeah. yeah. all right a little bit a little bit so are you able to touch on any particularly challenging or standout moments from the creation of this album, positive or negative? Not, I mean, I don't really, it was kind of a fluid process. I mean, besides the, I mean, not switching producers, getting the executive producer and that taking like ages mm -hmm. was difficult. Um, and there were a lot of passes back and forth of the like mixes of the songs and trying to, because with nostalgic, I wanted that to be like radio ready, absolutely the most perfect it could sound. And I think that's yeah. what we achieved. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, obviously you, as a listener of your own music, you do the headphone test, the out loud speaker test and the car test. Mm -hmm. And it has to be perfect. And we had that for most of the tracks pretty early on. But nostalgic was the one that I was like, this this needs to be like no guitar can be muddled, nothing can be like it has to be so crisp and so clean. And Kyle did a fantastic job, Kyle Dredden, who ended up um, mixing the final kind of he he ended up doing a pass on each of the four singles, mm -hmm. um, except for the boys. He didn't he didn't touch the boys, mm -hmm. but stoned talk to you the closest and um nostalgic mm -hmm. nice. he and pick me up was perfect how it was liam i mean liam killed the whole project he's the fact that liam produced him and his brother aaron mccullough mm -hmm. were able to produce the whole record because all the drums on it are fake there were no live recorded drums on the whole record damn. god damn all drum machine and that's aaron like that's it was just, I mean, the the creative process was my favorite for any album that I've ever put out because Liam and I would just get together every day mm -hmm. and work on music, which was super cool. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, no, nothing super difficult. I guess just like the amount of time that it took for the actual album to be out mm -hmm. yeah, um, was, was the most difficult part. Absolutely. Um, so for this question, you want you to picture you're on tour, you're at a gas station for a rest stop. What is your snack of choice? Snack of choice. My, in my mind, I immediately went to like a tasty cake. Oh, a tasty cake. Okay, which yeah, one? Though? Like a cupcake, one of those tasty cake. Oh, uh, with the little, little swirl on top. Yes. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. But that's not, it's so funny because that's something I would never think to get. Yeah. In my head, I'm like, yes, that sounds incredible. That's like the best thing in the world. Mm -hmm. But I would never get it because of the calories. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's just putting garbage into your body. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But that's where my mind went. Dude, that's other fair than that, 
Other than that, the fact that they flame and hot everything these days, mm-hmm. love it. Yeah, best thing ever. <laughs> best thing. Not in the morning, but when you're eating it, it's pretty no, awesome. No, no, no. First thing in the morning. First thing on my stomach, flaming hot bag of Cheetos. You know? No, no, no. I'm talking about the, the outcome after eating them the oh, night before. Oh, not, yeah, not no, first thing in the morning. No. <laughs> oh, yeah, not the greatest. I had, um, they make, or they used to make flaming hot Mountain Dew. Did you guys see that? I refuse to try it. I'm was, gonna. I'm gonna imagine that you just made that up. No, I swear it's to God, real. It's real, and I loved it. Oh, you're one of those people. You it were the reason so, why that shit was on store shelves for so long, and why they kept fucking making <laughs> it, was it. So good. I don't know why. Like, what about it? It was just like a sugary, spicy Mountain Dew. Mm. I just All found the guy that was buying it. Was it yeah. spicy like like the like a fuck what is it called a hot tamale is that what they're called the cinnamon yes yes candy? exactly like that yeah yeah, yeah. Um, it was it was spicy like um it didn't taste like cheetos or anything yeah no mountain dew but flaming hot, flame um, hot. however I, you envision that taste i don't know i was all about it you know i'm yeah. glad you liked it now you see, my partner and I try a lot of weird shit. We stayed far, far away from the flaming hot Mountain Dew. <laughs> I'm glad you liked it though. It's <laughs> a shame. It was good. It was really good. Next I'm, time I'm gonna, I see it, I'll grab it. Yeah, I have to take your word for it. Now they took that shit off store shelves. Yeah, I guess Anthony um, stopped buying it forever. Oh my, it's gonna come back. I only bought it like twice. <laughs> twice. Okay. I'm ragging on you. <laughs> I wasn't regularly drinking it. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, so on the topic of food, if your music project was a dish, what dish would it be and why? Like a bit, like a home baked mac and cheese. Ooh, yeah, mm. because it's um, pop punk just feels like home to me, mm. and it feels like comfort food, mm-hmm. and that is where my mind went immediately. Just. A, like a dish of like you know with the breadcrumbs on top oh okay okay like, okay. like a classic baked mac and cheese mm. hell yeah All fuck right. with it so for the last couple of questions are going to shift completely away, away from music so if you could be one animal for the rest of your life what animal would you be and why mm-hmm. um i want to say like an orangutan oh because they i feel like have really cool lives and they are capable of doing so much mm-hmm. like if i was an animal i feel like it would be the most fun to be an orangutan mm-hmm. because they're just doing their thing you know yeah. when you see them at the zoo mm-hmm. or like a chimpanzee one of those an orangutan or a chimpanzee okay yeah. i just think they're smart mm-hmm. and i would want to still be like like what's the word i'm thinking of like like motionable i know that's not a word but yeah i like my fingers to work mobile. yeah mobile mobile yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> have, have your opposable thumb still and shit like that exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. human like i guess yeah, yeah. human like exactly yeah yeah it's, i don't have to like actually use brain power to do stuff i can just you don't have to pay taxes just, or anything not exactly mm-hmm just mm-hmm. going, going forward. Exactly. Right. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. So if you could have lunch with any celebrity or artist, dead or alive, who would it be and why? That's a tough one. It is. 
I my immediately my immediate go to is Tina Fey. Oh, okay. Because I, I love Tina adore Fey. Tina Fey. Thirty Rock is my favorite mm-hmm. show ever. Damn right. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I mean I've seen it so many times, yeah. but I still would have like a million questions about what it's like being on set mm-hmm. and all the different guest stars mm-hmm. and everything that she's done since. Like I, I was reading her book Bossy Pants, mm-hmm. and it's so fascinating. She's such a fascinating person. Yeah. Um, and I adore her. Absolutely. Oh yeah. And then artist-wise, I would say Eminem. Eminem, that's a crazy pairing. Eminem, yeah. Eminem is actually like my main influence when it comes to music because mm, I am so that. lyric. Yeah, I am so lyric driven. Uh-huh. And I'm so all about internal rhymes. Okay. And that's something I learned from like being obsessed with Eminem as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, his new stuff is fine. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's yeah. fine. Yeah, but like peak Eminem, like the if you go through the Slim Shady LP mm-hmm. or the Marshall Mathers LP or the Eminem show, yeah. all the way through, I love the Eminem show. Yeah, yeah, it is just like it is like peak music. Mm-hmm. So fucking good. Mm-hmm. And then like so, for example. My song pretending, but I think I'm addicted to something that's and I've never felt this way about anybody before. Face down on the floor, mm-hmm. and I'm acting like it ain't surprising the things you do that was so hypnotized and so hard to control that whenever I'm feeling and begging for more, like that's rap music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. that is that's internal rhymes, that's yeah. syllables, like yeah. Um, and also I just love Eminem. I just. I just love him. I watched Eight Mile pretty recently for the first time. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. yeah. He just seems like a cool dude. Okay. Yeah. He seems he seems like he'd be nervous all the time. He he, he gives he gives off like a nervous rabbit energy all the time. <laughs> okay, yeah. So I think he'd be cool to have lunch with him and be like, hey, what are you actually like? What's up, man? Yeah. Fair What's up, Slim? What's up, Marshall? <laughs> um and for this last question boom you're on a desert island you can bring one movie one album and one person who and what are you bringing one movie i'm bringing that's really tough my favorite movie of all time is the ring the ring the ring the, the hmm. 2002 horror movie yeah about the videotape that when you watch it you die in seven days it's my yeah. favorite movie ever Ever, okay. And I don't know that I would bring that. I think I would want to bring something really long. If I could, con- if I could bring like the whole Lord of the Rings trilogy, mm-hmm. I would want to do that, like okay. extended edition and everything. Damn, that's like twenty hours of fucking. I know right that, exactly. That's why. Yeah. Like, <laughs> because it'd give me like the most content. I wouldn't want to get bored, and also there's so much to like do and learn. Mm-hmm. Album Easy is pure heroin by Lord. Okay. Nice. That's just my, that's like, I think one of the few, like, perfect from track to track albums ever, except for the deluxe version, which has No Better, I think is the track mm-hmm. that I just do not like. <laughs> Fuck that song. Fuck that song. Yeah. But the original, like, standard issue of Pure Heroin mm-hmm. is, like, I think such a masterpiece. Yeah. That or even um, How to Save a Life by The Fray. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. That record, 
flawless. It's like nearly perfect. Mm -hmm. That's another one that I would bring if I could bring two. Okay. All right. And then also like the Black Parade. Yeah. 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 You can't go wrong. Or or Blink-182 self-titled. I was just listening to that earlier today. I fucking love the record. Yeah. Yeah, They they still play down violence and always. They need to keep violence on the set list forever. That is my favorite song. I agree. Down is mine. Violence violence is in my top three. Good. Good. Love, Love that song. That song is literally just like my childhood mp3 player like most played song yeah i had it it was one of the first songs that i ripped off the internet to put on my zoom and i was so fucking addicted to it i remember just listening to the thing i was like the coolest kid ever i was not you ripped that shit off the internet (laughs) i did i fucking did i I got that shit i got that shit Mm -hmm. and then person i would bring my twin brother nick nice hell yeah all right easy to spend time with Mm mm-hmm Love that. Would want him also stuck with me. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Yeah. Um, so as I said, that's all the questions we have to say. Is there anything that you would like to plug? Um, listen to my new album, Nostalgic. It is available everywhere. Also, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram or X in Instagram. Sorry. <sighs> we call it Twitter here. Yeah, we say Twitter. All right, good. I, we're, I I call Twitter all the time. My sister just corrected me the other day. She's like, you mean X? No. And I'm like, what the fuck you mean X? Yeah. Shut Not up. Stop that. <laughs> Not that. Um, I'm at Anthony Amarim on all socials, so you can follow me there. Um, Yeah, I haven't started Twitch streaming. I'm about to start Twitch streaming. So I, I guess Anthony Amarim on Twitch. All if right. you are watching this a couple months from now. Sounds oh, yeah. good. All right. Well, thank you for stopping. It's been Anthony Amarim, and we have been the Good Noise Podcast.